Welcome all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between. This is And The Podcast Will Rock. This is the show where we take a deep dive into the catalog, the discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. One song at a time by the spin of the wheel. You know how it goes. I, of course, am one of your co-hosts, Mark Kameyer. With me as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, how you feeling? I'm feeling tired. Uh, it's been a long week, and I just recorded three episodes of my Aerosmith show, and I accidentally launched a new podcast on Wang Chung uh, on that Aerosmith show that I got, I guess, planned for and launch here pretty quick. So I'm tired, but I can't imagine I'm as tired as you, Mark, because yesterday was a pretty big day for you. You celebrated your birthday. I did. You guys, I am uh, one year older, one year wiser, as they like to say. Um, do I feel it? Not yet, but perhaps soon, uh, at the time of this recording, uh, let it be known that, uh, I'm fine. I feel great. I feel pretty okay. Um, I I'm, I'm learning to be at ease with the fact that I am no longer, uh, considered a young, young man. I'm still kind of youngish, but, uh, not, not super young as in times of need. <laughs> yes and these are the times of need these are the it, it, this isn't just a really tired and half inebriated producer uh <laughs> accidentally hitting a button at all don't even don't even take that out it's great it's fun <laughs> <laughs> this is what you guys come for you come here for the laughs and stuff but yes uh, uh i am uh i just celebrated my birthday so uh thank you for that um and uh and i look forward to uh the wang chung podcast let me just throw that in there while we're at it. <laughs> Well, I'm very happy you uh, had a, a, a great birthday. We're recording this the, the day after. It was also kind of apropos because this is also recording this on March 24th, the anniversary of not only Van Halen 2, but of 5150. So two yeah. classic Van Halen albums were released on this date. I had no idea that my birthday fell uh, so close to such iconic albums and from a band that I adore, that I love, that would become so influential to me in so many ways. It's, it's amazing. Um, it, it really is kind of a small universe, isn't it? So my uh, just, I mean, not to get too ahead of ourselves with the show because, you know, we like to banter, but man, if, if I have to really manifest a track for tonight, it's gotta be at least a track from one of those two albums. Uh, I have my preferred album that I'd like to hear from, but honestly, it's I would be more than happy if it's at least this track from one or the other. I, I agree, and I'm leaning more, because we've had some great Van Halen 2 tracks. I'm leaning mm -hmm. more towards 5150, uh, and I read a tweet today from our good friend Chris L. from Pot of Thunder, and he said Summer Nights was his favorite track from... 5150. I would love to get Summer Nights. I love that song. My favorite song, I think, of all time from Van Halen is on that album. I, I don't want to tip my hand and say what Ooh. it is. All right. But all right. Uh, I'm, I'm really kind of hoping that maybe come up. But I wanted to ask you, Mark, because uh, your mm -hmm. your special lady friend, Christy, uh, was you know very adamant that she uh, had we not voted how we voted last week uh, on our song from Balance, there, there might have been hell to pay. And uh, I thought this would be a more divisive song because a lot of the comments coming back from people were like, I don't really dig this song. Uh, we did not enough uh, from Balance, which is a very 
kind of paint by numbers, cookie cutter type ballad from Van Halen. Um, but the poll we put on Twitter is actually 75, 25 in favor uh, of not enough. So I was surprised mm-hmm. actually when hearing the comments that were so negative yet the, the poll showed that it was quite positive, but Christie actually came out and said in a tweet that had we not voted that way, uh, Oh boy, uh, there may have been hell to pay. Do you have any more enlightenment that you can shed on that? I could only say that uh, the, the, the song had sentimental value um, for various reasons. And I am glad I voted the way I did. And that's now I will leave it at that. Um, but she did, however, do her usual, uh, manifestation of the song this time. It wasn't so much the song that she wants to hear the particular track that I'm, um, keeping secret until we land on it. This time she manifested a 5150 track in light of the anniversary. Awesome. Well, and now we're not going to get one. Uh, because we, we've oh. talked it up how much we want 5150 this this, this damn wheel uh well, well then we'll we us... i guess we're getting van halen too oh man <laughs> i would be okay with that i love van halen too. I, I don't know, know. <laughs> I, i'm not sure there's a bad track on that album so uh what do you say mark um should we uh, maybe give this damn wheel a spin and see what we get Oh, precious wheel, be kind. It's uh it's my post birthday. Give me give me a present, please. All right, Mr. Hagar, take it away. Here we go. All right, wheel is spinning and we're coming down on Oh, it's not going to be 5150, but it's a fucking great track. It's Panama. From 1984. Woo-hoo. This is a big one coming off the wheel, Mark. I can't wait. I love it. I, I don't want to. Oh. I know I can't tip my hand, right? But I've, I've, I've been I've been podcasting <laughs> think, all goddamn yeah. day, I mean, and this yeah, is just the perfect way did. to end it off. <laughs> Talk about the gift that keeps on giving. Look, yeah, I mean. If, if you're if you tune into the show just to hear uh, what Corey and I uh, vote for at the end, whether the yay or nay whether it's what dreams are made of or the dream is over then i mean that's cool i'm glad that you do uh but come on man like sometimes when the wheel lands on a song that is a a huge hit and we've already talked about we're fans you know we're not gonna say no to it come on and this is panama so yeah it is what it is so just i hope you still stick around and enjoy the ride arguably the best song on 1984 which is one of their best albums would you say like well that's a bold statement considering what's on this album well let, let's go to the track listing we have uh, 1984 yeah. instrumental and then jump mm-hmm. which was their their big single off that right and then panama yeah. and then top jimmy which is a low-key fantastic track drop dead legs which is in the conversation for best track off that album hot for teacher i'll wait girl gone bad and house of pain like Oh, the the, the height yeah. of the of the Van Halen era, <laughs> you, you can almost say like commercially with with Sat with Dave, you know this was the height. And of course, the next year he would be gone doing covers on his EP "Crazy from the Heat," and Van Halen would be hooking up with Sammy Hagar. But uh, 1984 is such a seminal moment uh, for this band because you know they've been working and working and working and needing a break. They finally got a break between Diver Down and 1984, where where they could just kind of work on the music. Ted Templeman, of course, comes back. Um, to produce uh, this whole album is only 33 minutes long uh, no covers on this album uh, it, it's all originals uh, Michael McDonald actually uh, features on this album a little bit too in the songwriting um, but <laughs> of course he does of course he does but but this is Van Halen like 
this is the big album I, I think that broke them. And of course, at the beginning of MTV, Jump is the big video. This is how I got into Van Halen was watching the Jump video and seeing Eddie, you know, drunk or stoned out of his mind, you know, miming along to playing the along the Jump. Fantastic video, and uh, you know, Panama was one of the singles. Of course, uh, the third single off this album, uh, released in June of '84, and uh, tremendous fun video, and just one of their all-time classic tunes. Mm -hmm. uh, just a just a quick caveat to to that whole. Uh statement Ramble, it's just yeah. uh well i mean it's just <laughs> I, I mean uh well you know what i had a point to that but it, it it doesn't matter it's fine the the i got lost in it but yeah no this is uh absolutely one of their humongous hits i don't even think we need to talk too much about it because who if you listen to van halen whatsoever how do you not know this song it's the same thing i said about hot for teacher it's the same thing I've probably said about uh, several songs that we've listened to, but like, this is Panama, you know, uh, you, you absolutely know this song. If you have ever heard a Van Halen track in your life. So yeah, this is, um, I'm not mad at this whatsoever. And you know, it, it's so good. This is one of the few tracks that Sammy would do on tour, uh, you know, after 85. Uh, and if you, you know, look back at their live album, uh, live right here right now uh, from the for unlawful tour you know they were still doing panama he wouldn't do a lot of songs from the dave era uh, he did jump because that was their number one obviously uh yeah. but panama was kind of the other one the other big one from 84 that he would cover because it, it's just that goddamn good it is it's just it's um again not to get too ahead but it's it's exactly the kind of rock song you would expect from uh from van halen and it, it hits all the right notes, so to speak. But uh, don't take my word for it. As soon as we start playing it, you'll, you'll, you'll see. All right, here we go. This is Panama, released June 18th, You can't relate to this, Mark, but this takes me back to being a kid in 1984 watching, not MTV, because I'm Canadian, I was watching much music and, and seeing the video and you have David Lee Roth where, you know, with the aviator goggles on and the striped pants and the ghetto blaster on his shoulder and he's on that that harness and that line and he's kind of you know floating across the stage. S such a great fun video and such, such a, a great intro to a great rock and song. I, I cannot, you're right. I cannot relate uh, to being a kid in 1984. Uh, just, it was squeaked by me just a little bit there, but I, I have seen this video many a time. And my favorite part of this video is Michael Anthony swinging on that line, playing a bass in the shape of a Jack Daniels bottle. I, and I just always thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And you wouldn't be wrong. It is the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, oh, and it's going to be hard to stop the song to try and talk about it on occasion because I just want to hear it all the way through. But right, um, <laughs> everything but about we'll this try. album is great. Well, we, we will try, but it, it's going to be all gushing. I, I'm sorry. And I, like I said, I've been podcasting all day. I'm tired and I'm grumpy. Uh, but this this just <laughs> brought me right back because wow, what what a great great tune to be covering here this week.
right. So listen to that uh, first little uh, bit there. Jump back, watch that sound. Here she comes, full blast and top down, hot shoe burning down the avenue, model citizen, zero discipline. Uh, apparently, uh, David Lee Roth was on the Howard Stern Show and talked about the meaning of this song. And uh, he was accused of only writing lyrics about sex, drugs, and fast cars. But David Lee Roth realized he'd never actually written a song about a fast car. And so he started working on Panama. And, and that's where that kind of comes down, right? You know, hot shoe burning down the avenue. He's writing this about a song, but it, it, it kind of morphs into a song also about a stripper. Uh, so the fi the finished lyrics were inspired by both a stripper and a fast car, which is quintessential Diamond Dave, isn't it? It kind of uh, makes me feel like people got him confused with, uh, you know, Sammy, because Sammy famously had a song, I Can't Drive 55. Uh, so perhaps, you know, maybe there's some correlation there. I get it. But that's funny that you mentioned that, because as we'll hear later in the song, there is a moment where you hear an engine revving uh, and he's talking about you know being inside a car so yeah that tracks that absolutely tracks um i just gotta say man i the 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 opening riff to this uh and then the uh the lead into the main riff is just this is just this is just pure we talk a lot about what is uh party rock you know and van halen especially the roth days is like that's that's party rock whereas maybe sammy stuff is more uh, kind of the deeper sort of love ballads, whatever you want to call it. Not all of them, of course, but a lot of it. But this is quintessential party rock. This is when I think of party rock Van Halen, the one of the first ones that come to mind is the riff of Panama, because I mean, doesn't this just make you want to party? <laughs> it, it really does. And, and this is David Lee Roth at the height of his powers, like lyric writing, singing. He sounds fantastic. The band, of course, sounds amazing. Uh, playing this song one of the uh, first songs recorded actually at eddie's studio 5150 but one of the last songs they would record with david uh in this era of van halen before he would leave the band and they would bring that's in crazy. sammy hager yeah it, it really is that's but, such uh, a yeah it, that's so because this just sounds like uh kind of a, i don't want to say paint by numbers but like, this just sounds like something where like everything was clicking and everything is vibing and so, you know, you, it almost feels like they knew they had a hit right away, like when you listen to it. But um, I guess behind the music, as it were, is like, no, no, this was this was right before the outs. And that's just kind of funny. It's, it's ironic in a way, I guess. Um, but nevertheless, if this is the one you're going to go out on, hey, hats off. And, and, I, and I wonder and I don't know, I'm speculating if Dave knew at this point, if he was about to break away from the band, cause you know, he, he wanted to kind of go and, and do his own thing with, with like crazy from the heat and doing all those cover, covers mm -hmm. and stuff. And uh, I honestly can't remember if I, if I ever read it, if, if, if this is the sound of a band breaking up, we talked about it on, on not enough balance was a very dysfunctional album for them. And, mm -hmm. you know, they held it together and it doesn't sound like the, the sound of a band breaking up. And this sounds like a, and this whole album, but this, this song especially is a band firing on all cylinders, you know, like yeah. a top fuel funny car that, that appeared in the video <laughs> that Motley Crue would uh, co-opt for their, for their song, Kickstart My Heart. So um, I, I really kind of wonder, and I'm sure somebody out there knows for a fact and will we'll let us know what Dave was thinking yeah. <laughs> at, at this point in Van Halen history. You know, was he thinking this band was going to keep going on and on and on? Or was he thinking, yeah, you know, it's, it's time for me to leave and do my own thing. It certainly if doesn't sound like a yeah, yeah. If only we had a music historian on the show to uh, to fact check us, because we're not historians; we're just fans. 
And you know what? We're getting one uh, in May. Eric Senate from Van Halen News Desk, News Desk has agreed Spoiler to come alert. on the show. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> want to bury the lead, but we're going to have a Van Halen historian who can answer all of our questions. So uh, we can't wait awesome. for that. And I can't wait to hear more of Panama. So what do you say, Mark? Let's get back into Do it. it. All right, now you've been accused, Mark, uh, of being a, a Diamond Dave hater uh, uh, from certain <laughs> fans out there, especially Apparently. when it comes to his lyrics. But mm-hmm. you, you can't find fault with those lyrics, right? He's writing about a fast car, and it, it sounds great. Like he's he's really firing here. I have been known to uh, poke some criticisms at uh, Dave's lyric writing. This is true. Um, I didn't realize that was me just flat out hating and that's, but that's uh, it, funny you should mention it. And I was going to mention uh, at the top of the, at that first verse, I think Dave is nailing it with the lyrics in this one. Um, I, I'm not hating on it whatsoever. I, he's getting the point across to me and uh, it's, you know, it's not on the nose. He's just, you know, he's writing lyrically, like it fits the song, what, what the song is. He's not going too over the top with it. He's just doing what Dave does. And when he does it well, he does it very well. So I'm not hating just, just so we're clear, everyone not hating. Some of Dave's best lyrics, I think are in the song, you know, uh, don't you know she's coming home with me. You'll lose her in the turn. Like the, you know, that, that, that's a racing term. You're you're talking about, uh, you know, fast cars and fast women. Uh, This is Diamond Dave's wheelhouse and, uh, you know, and vocally he takes a lot of shit for how he sounds as a singer. Uh, 1984, Dave was sounding pretty damn good, I think. And he's right in his wheelhouse, right? He's not, you know, he doesn't have the range of a Sammy Hagar or anything like that, but he knows to keep it in his wheelhouse and he is nailing it. He has a formula and he's not going to uh, jump outside of the formula, you know, for the sake of, saying like oh what let's see what else i can do like no he's he's gonna play to his strengths and this song plays to his strengths i would argue this song plays to everybody's strengths so there yeah there's definitely no reason he should go uh to you know whatever over the top is for david lee roth there's no reason he should ever have to go that way and i don't feel like he does so it's perfect absolutely How great is that little uh-oh? Because it's kind of in the back. That's I, one of my God, favorite I parts. love that. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> fantastic. If you don't like Panama and you claim to be like a fan of rock and roll and classic rock, I, I, I don't mm. know if I can take you seriously. Like this is just top-tier classic rock. Yeah. I mean, even I would go so far as to say, like, are you even a Van Halen fan? Because I don't think you are. If you're like Panama, meh, like, okay. <laughs> all right do you even like the band i don't, I don't know if you like the band
Now, Mark, you got to appreciate how we had a, a killer little guitar solo in there, but it, it wasn't overly long, right? And then we, we kind of bring it down, right? This is the brilliance of this song, okay? They hit you right off the bat on all cylinders. Like, you're getting a, a full, fast-paced, like, rock song. Not even fast-paced, just, but it's just a drive, right? No pun intended. You know, fast cars, what have you. But it's a drive. It's a driving song, and it stays right there at, at, an, uh, at an 11. And then you think it, there's nowhere for it to go except even higher with Eddie solo. And I would dare say it does, even though he doesn't do it for very long, he still goes full. Um, you know, we say this all the, or I do anyway, we say this all the time. Eddie sometimes likes to show off. And then sometimes he plays a solo that fits the song. This is both because you're, he's already showing off with the song because the song is, is, as I said, right at an 11. And so he's going to play a solo that's going to not only match it, he's going to get you more and more excited because he is just full, the great Hambino on, that, on the fretboard, man. He, he's tapping away. He's, he's sliding his fingers like all up and down it, man. He is just going full ham. And then, and then when you think it couldn't possibly go any, uh, any higher, you're right. And they bring it down. They bring it down. They slow it down a little bit. He gets a little bit quiet. It's called, this is called dynamics, folks. Okay. Because you can't be at an 11 all the time. You could, but you'd be a different band. You wouldn't be Van Halen. And this is, this is what I think they're showing you. Like, okay, now we're going to take a little bit of a respite. Give you a little bit. It's the, the drive's not going to go anywhere. It's just slow down just a bit, just a bit before it comes right back at you full attack this is the brilliance of this song and even and even dave understood the assignment he's not doing uh, uh when he comes in here he's not gonna go like full zoop bop zibbity bop you know what have you he's like no no he's like i get what you're doing i get what we're all doing right now all right i got you i got you uh and you know he does this sort of like pseudo spoken word thing coming up and um yeah I just, I, I love this. I love this moment. Uh, I guess you would call this the bridge. Um, I just call it the, uh, the calm before the returning storm. Good call. And if I remember correctly, I believe Eddie kind of mentioned that this song was uh, inspired somewhat by uh, ACDC's uh, three chord rock style. I know he was a big fan of, uh, of like Powerage and, and albums mm -hmm. like that. Uh, do you hear a little bit of that influence that. Uh, in, in a song like Panama? Now that you mention it, yeah. Although uh, I dare say, uh, well, I don't dare say, I'm flat out saying it. Eddie's doing more than three chords, but I get what uh, I get what where he's getting at with the whole uh, with the inspiration behind it. It's it's the way he's playing the power chords, and it's just the power chord structure. ACDC made that very very famous and a lot of bands have uh, i wouldn't say duplicated but they've imitated and you know and it, but they do it in their own style and it works for them van halen's no exception because what do you the key word in power chord is power and you know if you're going to play like heavy rock rock and roll or metal then you have to have that power power chords are essential so i totally get where he's coming from with this and one other thing i wanted to mention and i'm I may be mistaken, and please correct me if I if I am. But you mentioned in the video, Michael Anthony's playing the Jack Daniels bass, and I, mm. I, I think that that was kind of a big deal because uh, MTV wouldn't allow like depictions of alcohol 
uh, in videos at the time. I think there was a situation with ZZ Topper. They had to remove like a beer can from a video or something. But because Jack Daniels Whiskey made a custom bass for him and he was playing the bass in the song and MTV was not going to turn down a video from Van Halen in 1984 because no. they're not idiots. It, it was kind of a, a product <laughs> placement uh, kind of win uh, mm-hmm. at the time for Jack Daniels that they had Michael Anthony playing this Jack Daniels bass, which he would become kind of famous for. And he played throughout his yeah. tenor, uh, tenure with, uh, with Van Halen. If I'm not mistaken, I, it's, it's just a quick shot, but it's, in a, it's kind of in a slow-mo. It might actually be during this section when mm-hmm. the music slows down a little bit. Um, but you see it full flat. I mean, I, it's clear enough to see that even as a young boy, when I, was, when I first saw this video, I, I saw what it was, recognized it, and will always remember it. Um, but even throughout the video, you only, if I remember correctly, and again, check me if I'm wrong uh, uh, to all you guys watching the video, but I, I don't think you really see it all that, you don't see it featured all that much throughout the video. You see Michael, but I don't really, I don't know if you actually see the bass and it's full, you know, Jack Daniels glory all that much until the shot when he's swinging by. uh, And then there it is. Uh, So maybe they justified it that way that it's only a quick shot. It's fine. And we can cut around it throughout the rest of the video. It's interesting because I, I work in TV and I know if I was shooting like a, we, we used to do a, a, you know, a show on pool. So we had like different mm-hmm. pool matches and of course pool players like to have a bottle of beer with them and we'd always have to cut around uh, shots of beer. But I, I think that's pretty ingenious uh-huh. to actually have the liquor product placement as part of the instrument so that you can't really cut around it. And MTV, like I said, they're not going to turn down a video from Van Halen uh, in 1984 mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially, you know, Van Halen was one of their top acts at, at the time. So kind of ingenious uh, for Van Halen, a, a band kind of known for innovation. They were one of the first bands that actually took control of their own merchandising and, and sold their own t-shirts uh, at gigs and, and made a ton of money that way. So, uh, you know, another yeah. little innovation maybe uh, for, for the band here. And yeah, and to the end, to this day right now, I mean, that's how bands survive. So kids, when you go to live shows, buy some merch because records don't sell like they used to. So buy the merch because it helps the band. Good call. That's the only way they're making money nowadays is from uh, touring and from merch. It's yeah. certainly not from, from record sales and from streaming. So no, yeah. Streaming only gets you so far. And that's, that's been a, uh, a long fought battle even to this day. Uh, we're coming up to probably the creepiest moment of the song, so uh, let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, we're running a little bit hot tonight. I can barely see the road from the heat coming off. Reach down between my legs. Ease the seat back. That line always creeped me out and made me feel kind of dirty, just the way David Lee Ross says, reach down in between my legs like oh that's just kind of creepy i mean i guess i guess depending on how you interpret it uh yeah it can definitely be construed as as creepy for sure um i always found it to be kind of funny because (laughs) it's like who says that in a song but then you know you realize like well it's van halen so you know why not (laughs) but but again he's not yeah and he's not there's no he's not using any metaphors you know, or anything like that. He's just, he's telling you exactly what's going down. So yeah, kudos for honesty, I guess. <laughs> She's my name. I'm right behind it. Behind it. 
So uh, going back to the video, and I just remember this. Remember, and uh, we talked about the Hoffer teacher. Uh, the band was trying to do that whole dance routine, and yeah. and Alex had, for a drummer and one of the best drummers at rock, having no rhythm when it comes to dancing. I remember in the video oh, yeah. for Panama. Th there's a shot of like David Lee Roth was in the middle, and there was two uh, dancers beside him, and it was just David Lee Roth again wearing uh, an outfit with like a, you know he had a little you know hat on and stuff and sunglasses, but th they didn't put the whole band in that whole. Uh, dance uh, little sequence of the video because they they remembered what Eddie or what Alex was doing uh, in the hot for teacher video. I was like, oh, we'll just have David and we'll just you know have him three times on screen as opposed to having the whole band on there. I always thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, what can you do? You know, if you, if, if you're Alex, I feel like he'd like, oh yeah, I get it. It's fine. And uh, I, I'm totally Alex Van Halen. I, I I couldn't dance to save my life in a video either, but it was so prevalent in the Hot for Teacher video. And I, I just see him in the Panama video saying, you know what? We're not even going to put, try and have Alex dance. We'll just have David Lee Roth. Like, yeah. Well, we'll just triple it up here. And of course, David Lee yeah, Roth has like, um, he has the, the little rhythm gymnastics, like ribbon thing going in the video. And like, he's, <laughs> he's really working in the Panama I video. Mean, if yeah. you remember. I called uh, I called Eddie uh, the great Hambino uh, on his solo, but throughout the song, it's Dave. Dave's the ham, and you know that's Diamond Dave. What do you want? Um, but uh, also, big shout out to uh, Michael Anthony with that super high harmony uh, oh, yeah. at the uh, "Ain't No Stopping Now." I, I just I love that moment. That that's like here comes Michael's time to shine. Here it goes. <laughs> there it is with that that high uh, harmony. I love it. All right, Panama from 1984, released June 18th on a B-side, uh, was Drop Dead Legs and Girls Gone Bad in the UK. But man, Panama, one of their biggest hits. Uh, God, I, I hate burying the lead, but once this once this was 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 spun by the wheel, it's like, oh, we know that this is maybe top five Van Halen for me. It absolutely is. So, I mean, uh, why why don't we just uh, collectively just give our uh, give our opinions of this song right now before we start talking about it? Yeah, sounds good. We we don't have to play it uh, play it twice. We know this one's going to be. I'm so happy, Mark. I'm so happy. I, I had to too. deal with what John a... Mariano for three Aerosmith shows, and I was so miserable coming into the Van Halen show. <laughs> And this song just brought me right back. I love Panama. It's one of my favorite cuts of all time from Van Halen. Certainly one of my favorites from 1984. Certainly one of my favorite Diamond Dave songs. Um, th th this is quintessential Van Halen party rock. The video is fantastic. The song is fantastic. Van Halen at the height of their powers. You can't go wrong. And if you vote, I I'm going to put the poll out. Um, you know, that's what dreams are made of or this dream is over. If anyone votes, the dream is over on this song. You're not a Van Halen fan. This is Van Halen 100% through and through. As far as I'm concerned, if the 80s had an anthem, a musical anthem, it's Panama. Okay, and that's that's not taking away any of their other uh, catalog from the 80s whatsoever or any other band or musician who has had a humongous hit in the 80s. But as far as I'm concerned, when you start talking about the 80s, Panama is definitely going to enter my brain. Just that opening riff, the tank, the tank, the tank, because it's a 
feel good party rock riff it's just a good feel good party rock song everything about it um you know dave's a uh, uh, creepy uh uh you know spoken word little little interlude aside but even even <laughs> so to me it just makes me laugh just because it's it's funny but i mean it's not he's not deterring from the content of what the song is about he's he's not giving you some sort of like side story no he's telling you straight up what this is he keeps it uh relevant this is absolutely at least at the very least top five van halen tracks of all time it absolutely is there's not too much else to say about it other than it's, it's panama it's panama baby <laughs> and, you know, I, I, and I, I agree I, with you Corey. if anyone says that the dream is over for panama one you're a contrarian and get out of here and then two have you really listened to the song are you really a van halen fan i don't know and I got to correct myself. I, I talked about uh, the Hoffer teacher video coming before this one. It didn't. Uh, Panama was, was released in June of 84, Hoffer teacher in October. So, oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so okay. I, I screwed up in that analysis and I apologize. Um, <laughs> maybe it was because they had the little section with, with Dave in the middle and the two, uh, you know, Dave's on either side of them. They thought, hey, let's just get the whole band in there and, and, and have yeah. them dance over the section of Hoffer teacher. And God bless you, Alex Van Halen. Uh, tremendous rhythm as a drummer, not so much as a dancer. And uh, I'm, I'm certainly not a, a drummer on anywhere near the scale of, of Alex Van Halen, but I, I dance a lot like him. So I, I can relate and I feel bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Supposedly, I'm a pretty decent dancer, according to some people out there. But really? uh, you get me. Yeah, but you get me behind the drum kit and I can't do it. So that's that that instrument I don't belong behind. I, it has eluded me for years. I have tried. Believe me, I have tried. Um, it's just not in the cards. So maybe there's a correlation there. If you can drum, you can't dance. But if you can dance, maybe drumming's not for you. I don't know. And I can't wait to hear the uh, the backlash for all the drummers who dance to come at me <laughs> for that statement. It's fine. It's cool, you guys. Yeah, it, it, it's fine. Bring it on. Like I said, we're not historians. We're not experts. Uh, if you're looking for, for that kind of show, there's tons of them out there. And one I would recommend wholeheartedly is the uh, Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast. These guys do a tremendous job. And I, I listen to their show um, quite quite a lot, actually. They cover more than music. There's a lot of great stuff. But they have Eric Sanich on uh, quite a bit uh, talking about uh, the last show I, I heard him on, I believe, was Diver Down. It was a tremendous breakdown of Diver Down. They're bringing Eric back on. Uh, as we record this, they're going to record it this weekend, talking about 5150. And that's going to be really appointment listening. Like if, if you're a fan of Van Halen, seek out the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast because Eric Sanich is going to be on there talking about 5150. And they're, they're going to do a fantastic job. I, I really enjoy listening to these guys. It's very quickly becoming one of my favorite podcasts. And Eric has agreed to be on this show. Um, he's not one of those yeah. guys that says, oh, you got this tiny little detail wrong. You guys suck. Uh, he's very much, he, you're, 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 you're two dudes kind of rediscovering the discography which is how we always kind of presented this show we're not experts we're we're, we're you know becoming reinvested in van halen in the way mm -hmm. and eric's going to come on here and and set us straight on a bunch of facts which is great uh we we, we he said to come on any show we said come on our 25th that that seems like a good number uh for eric to come on from van halen news desk uh so i'm very much looking forward to that show and next week hopefully we're, we're going to start uh, you know getting some fans of the band just uh, kind of uh, on the show and spinning the wheel and talking about their favorite tracks. I'm really looking forward to it. 
Absolutely. That's uh, uh, how dare us not be accurate in all of our information. But as we say every week, we are not historians. We are simple fans. And we just we we just dive into this uh, one song at a time using our the best interpretations we can with the the resources that we have. But I can't wait for Eric to be on the show. That's going to be great. Um, we've talked a lot about it also, but tune into the uh, Backtracks Aerosmith podcast with Corey <laughs> and John Mariano, uh, uh, a guest on our show. You guys have heard. If you guys haven't checked out that show, you really should. Just to, uh, if nothing else, just to hear the uh, the banter between those two gentlemen because... For me, it's a treat. Well, and earlier tonight, uh, Mark, you guested uh, on an episode, and you actually got to pick the six songs that would go on the dice. So uh, uh, we, won't, yes. we won't, because we're, uh, we're we're recording. We do, John and I do about three a night. So uh, I think only like three have been released at this point, but we recorded like 12. So I, I kind of get lost as to where we are. But uh, when the Mark Kamire episode comes out, I think it's a pretty good one. And uh, John's really starting to piss me off. I really look forward to uh, <laughs> to coming on this show with Mark and, and having a good time talking about Van Halen. We haven't had a track that we said this dream is over on in, in quite a while. Um, Not in and a I while, know, uh, I know. We, we've gotten some grief, uh, you know, online from some people who said, like Tom Arm, uh, Arm uh, Brewster, uh, he tweeted out recently. He said, uh, he went back to listen to It's About Time on the podcast will rock. And I wanted to listen to it uninterrupted, but apparently I disliked that song so much I didn't even put it on my phone. Uh, he gave it a, this stream is over. Um, and that's a song we both liked. So, yeah. Hey, look, uh, different strokes for different folks. It's fine. It's going to happen. Um, you know, I just, I hope that he just truly had an experience to where he just wasn't digging the song and it wasn't just, uh, he was being con contrary just to be contrary. Uh, you know, don't be that guy. Uh, if you want to be that guy on the polls, fine. It's cool. It's Twitter. John. Do you, you do you. Yeah. <laughs> John. John's always going to be that, uh, you know, if we get 75% of yeses, John is going to be the no. And, you know, it's, it, it's just, that is what it is. Um, but it's fine. Hey, man, people just have different experiences. Just like, uh, you know, I'm not going to always say uh, the, the, that's what dreams are made of from tr from certain tracks that Corey absolutely adores. There's going to be tracks Corey hates that I think I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm, I'm not. I'm. I don't hate that. I like it. You know, it's going to happen, you guys. I, I got an ally on my side though. Uh, he just started tweeting. He just found the show. His name is Heath McCoy, and uh, we're working on getting him on the show as well. He he wrote a book on Stampede Wrestling, which I'm dying to read. I just ordered it. Uh, he's Canadian. He's from Saskatoon. Can't find it in Canada, though. I had to order it from from uh, Europe. So it, wow. it's coming soon. But we're going to get him on the show. But he's very much a, a Dave guy. And he really wants to bust your balls about liking Sammy so much. So I'm looking forward to getting him on the show and hoping we get a Sammy cut. So so he can kind of bust oh. your balls a little bit. Because I know how much you enjoy that, Mark. I mean, that that would be sweet. That would be the, uh, the cherry on the Sunday. But something tells me. What if the universe decides to throw us a curveball in that particular episode? It brings us together because it gives <laughs> us a Gary Sharon tune. <laughs> he mentioned he's like, not a no. big fan of Gary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe we, we will find out. We will find out in due course. You know, he he said, uh, you know, he can't wait for the how may I say I episode from Van Halen three, which I've already said and I've tipped my hand. Maybe the worst Van Halen song I've ever heard. So. Ooh, kind of deep wait. down, I'm kind of hoping maybe that comes up when he's on the show because, you know, we could all just kind of 
revel in the misery together <laughs> revel in the misery and then uh or it'll turn out to be uh one of the ones that i dig who knows who knows, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it may turn out that way you never know what the wheel will spin we never know what we're gonna say unless it's of course a big hit like panama you guys should have known this was coming but hey that's all par for the course that's what we do here at and the podcast will rock Corey, where can the people find you if they want to get in contact with you you can find me at CD Marset on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find us uh, on our show account at Podcast Will Rock on Twitter and www.podcastwillrock.com. Uh, and you can find me uh, uh, talking reluctantly with John Mariano on the Aerosmith show, Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited. Uh, we're uh, striving to create the greatest Aerosmith mixtape of all time. So uh, check us out there. Uh, and um, I guess you could find me on my fictional event, Wang Chung podcast coming up soon. Everybody podcast tonight, which I know Mark's looking forward to. So now I got to try and pull that out of my ass. But Mark, where can the people find you? And don't let uh, don't let the uh, t- the shit talk fool you. Uh, John and Corey's their their chemistry is golden. I assure you. <laughs> um, you can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram, uh, and as well as uh, and the podcast will rock or at podcast will rock, of course, on Twitter. Like. Corey said uh check out our website man get the merch uh let us know how we're doing you guys have been uh really really active on our social medias and we we love uh seeing the feedback uh with where we are uh, as far as you know charts go like it's very impressive we are very humbled by that it's amazing and uh thank you for listening keep listening tell your friends D- tell them if nothing else like there's these two dudes who talk about van halen one of them's pretty great the other one just talks out his ass the whole time hey let them know and uh yeah take a wild guess which ones i'm talking about. i don't talk about uh, the whole time just just most of the time <laughs> only when you're impersonating john mariano it's fun <laughs> um <laughs> there you go there's there's my one shot um <laughs> But yes, but again, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for checking us out. Be sure to check out all of the great shows on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. It's not just Van Halen. You got uh, you got Kiss shows. You got Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath. You name it, man. We just we are a network of rock and roll. And you, if you are a fan of rock and roll and of podcasts, we might be the home for you. So give that a gander. Give it a shot and. Once again, this is where we are. One more song down from the wheel, but we've got so much more to go. Tune in next time. Uh, Maybe the same time, maybe not, but this is what we do on At The Podcast and The Podcast Will Rock. See, it's been a long day, and we (laughs) will rock you later. Later.